Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 53 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Hump, Piney Woods is over. We still got a season going on. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm good. Uh, obviously, can't wait to talk about last weekend. That was truly amazing. Um, but yeah, man, great. Another great weekend of football, just as predicted. Uh, we're excited. Uh, there's a, there's a even bigger week of football coming up. Uh, and so let's, let's get to it. Well, we have a big FCS week, but let's talk about Piney Woods first. And, uh, I think this might be the best Piney Woods that's ever been played. Uh, it's been kind of a, I think so. It's been a big Bearcat one game, but this time, uh, it was pretty close. Let's talk about it. Sam Houston gets to win 21 to 20 in Typical Sam Houston fashion at the last second. Uh, what a cool game! What a fun game! Let's at what point? A- at what point do we trademark the cardiac cats? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of there now because because it's to the point where man, Sam Houston loves winning that way. I I can say personally, I don't like it from a stress level, but it's nice getting the win at the end. Um, let's talk about this game. Uh, SFA definitely brought it to us. We weren't lying. It was another great take by Walk On Radio. Sam or Stephen F. Austin is not a team to mess around with. They uh, they showed a lot of improvement. Uh, no doubt, uh, and I think I think everybody saw that, and I think I think most people saw that coming. I don't, you know, if you thought this was just going to be a, a, a mega blowout. I think probably haven't been paying attention. Obviously, I give SFA a hard time, but but you've you've said numerous times that SFA is is much improved, and I totally agree. Now, starting quarterback was out. That was that was obviously it played a factor, but championship teams win. They they have to win regardless of the situation, uh, and, and that's what we did. And that's what that's what Keegan Shoemaker went out and did. That's what Trapper Panel went out and did. Um, and so just the fact that we were able to find a way to get it done really says a lot about us. Yeah, watching uh, Keegan in the huddle and just throughout the game, it was really special because uh, it looked, and of course, he's been there before. He's a transfer from Lafayette College, and uh, he, he wasn't a bad quarterback. He was actually a freshman All-American. He did his thing, and uh, he went out there and acted like he's been there before. And uh, man, just what a leader he was. It was really fun. And of course, we have Trapper. Trapper's just that guy. He was, uh, he's really fun to be around, and uh, he got the plays done that he needed to. But another thing we need to talk about is the Sam Houston defense. Kind of struggled in the beginning, but they were able to get the stops they needed, and Jahari K, my goodness. He, national uh, FCS National Player of the Week. Yeah, he had a fantastic spring and he's rolled over to the fall. What a game he had, but really stressful, really fun. Another thing, too, we were missing was our kicker. Yep. Seth Morgan is yep. out, so we had to have a new kicker in. That's that's a big thing. Do it we go for it on certain things? Do we kick it? So uh, it, it was another factor to add in, but wow, what a, what a fun game. It, it was awesome, Dalton. Uh, you know, down. Down twenty to six in the fourth quarter. Uh, minutes into the fourth quarter, not not the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think uh, maybe nine minutes. We were still down twenty to six, I believe. Uh, scored fifteen unanswered in the fourth quarter to uh, to beat SFA. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, Don, what was going through your head? Obviously, okay, we've scored. Uh, it, they're lining up to to kick the potential game winner. What's going through your head? Well, I knew it was a it was a far field goal, so I, I felt good about it. And they kind of had some weird kicker issues throughout the game. I know I'm on kickoff return, and their kickoffs every time were out of bounds. They kept switching kickers. I don't know if that was part of the plan or just someone was struggling. So I knew, well, they're having some issues uh, on special teams. So I felt pretty good about the kick. But, uh, of course, you get nervous because you never know. And the kick was there. 
It had plenty it had the of boot. Had the distance. Plenty of boot, but did, it was a little far right, I think. Well, and so that's what I was going to say. From the sidelines, you really can only tell distance. And off the foot, obviously, like, he, he booted it. But if you watch on TV, it never had a chance. It was not even close. It was funny. I was uh, on the sideline with Coach Merkins, the tight ends coach, and we were looking each other in the eye because we didn't want to watch it. And, and he told me, I'm going to listen to the crowd. If our side is cheering, I'm going to be happy. If their side is cheering, I'm going to be really sad. I did the same thing, and I saw this, the stand stand up, go crazy, and I knew it was, a, it was a, not a good kick. Yeah. Now, Hump, I'm going to ask you this, and we, we talked about this last episode, but playing at NRG. Now, this isn't your first time anymore, but you definitely have a bigger role than you did last time. How was it? Is it still the same walking into that field, the stadium, or was it, you know, you've been there before? Yeah, it's big. I'll say that. Uh, I, we were all talking, joking before the game. Imagine... Imagine playing in front of a hundred thousand uh, in a stadium like that, and it's. I think the the height of the stadium is what gets you. It's 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 towering. Uh, it makes you feel makes you feel small. You know, like you're standing out on the fifty uh, at Bowers, and it's it's not enclosed. Whereas you're standing out on the fifty in NRG, and there's an entire building on top of your head. And so it was awesome. Uh, I heard that there was give or take twenty five thousand there. I bet you know, what would you say? 18 of that was Sam Houston. Um, I was a little disappointed that SFA wasn't able to get more, uh, more fans there, but you know, I guess maybe next year they're, they, Hey, they're getting closer. They're getting closer. Not, not good enough just yet. Uh, but you know, it, it was, it was a fun game. I think that SFA, you know, there's been rumblings that they want it to be home and home. Where so that they can play in in Nacogdoches and then you know the next year come to to Huntsville uh, and I think it'd be cool I think it'd be cool I think I think you would see an incredibly incredibly packed Bauer Stadium for that uh, but I definitely think that NRG was a cool experience. Well, it, we've kind of talked about that in the locker room, just ways that we could do that. And one thing that was pitched was in three years you go one year in Huntsville, one year in. Nacogdoches and yep. then one year neutral stadium yep. and that kind of gives it gives an equal chance and I, I've seen the pictures of what it used to look like when it was home and away and wow I it's mean cool. you're saying it's packed cool. it, it's crazy it's it's really a fun deal but Piney Woods what a fun game uh we get the win we keep the trophy 10 years in a row Dalton how about them losing and actually getting bumped up in the rankings what does that say about us that says uh we might be really good I I, I feel like I don't know I, I feel like we got I feel like we got docked for winning that close and they got boosted for losing a game, uh, which is weird to me, especially given the circumstances. Um, I don't, I don't know how that makes me feel. I I think that that's a little, it's a little silly. Uh, I think SFA, well, let me ask you this. You think SFA is a potential playoff team? That's funny. That's the question I was going to ask you. Do you think they can still get in the playoffs? I kind of think, yeah, I'm I, leaning towards they can get one of the one of those bids. Well, they've got a big one this week. Uh, you've got Jacksonville State on the road. That's a, that's certainly a resume builder. You win that one, you know. I don't know exactly when they play them, but you win the Central Arkansas game. I'm thinking SFA is probably in the playoffs. I don't think it's a three way battle in the WAC A Sun Challenge, but I think it's Sam Houston and then UCA and SFA are kind of competing right now. I don't think there's you know before the season you and I thought. Okay, this could be. This is absolutely going to be a three bid league uh, as far as playoff goes. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that that three teams make the playoffs from this conference. Uh, it's just it's been so weird, and and Jacksonville has been just 
unbelievably disappointing. And and I don't I don't want to say that, you know, thinking that we're going to take them lightly in 2 weeks, but man, I mean, you beat Florida State and look at what they've done the last 2 weeks. Incredible. Incredible. So I think I think UCA still got an outside playoff shot. I think I think Stephen F has a playoff shot. And then of course, I you know, I think we're going to make the playoffs. I think that that we're going to win this conference. Uh and, and head to the playoffs. But we've got, a, we've got a big game this week, and that's, that's really all that matters, Dalton. Yeah, it's funny. You were talking about how we got docked for a close, lo- or a close win to SFA. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the FCS rankings. But uh, first place is getting closer and closer yep. right now. A lot of first place votes are getting split. But you talked about the last game, we have, or the next game. We have a game against Lamar at home. We're finally coming back to Bauer Stadium. Hump, give me a run about this game. Lamar, their offense has been kind of off, but they have a really good defense, and they could surprise a lot of people. So let's talk about Lamar a little bit. Yeah, Dalton, you know, this is – I think Keeler touched on this uh, with us earlier in the week and said, you know, people have asked him, is this a trap game? You just want a big rivalry game. You've got, you know, a a lesser opponent this week and then a bye week. And so could this be a trap game? Perhaps. Uh, I don't don't see it as that way. I see it as a – we know that we're more talented than Lamar. Uh, we saw that in the spring. We beat him 62-7, to seven, I believe. Just not as talented as us, pl- plain and simple. But that, you know, like you said, they've played well on defense at times. Uh, I think they showed a lot of promise against UTSA earlier in the year, who's one of the up-and-coming group of five FBS schools. And they yeah. also... Hold on, let's talk about UTSA for a second. They they might need to be ranked in a little bit because they are looking are really good. Are they not good. ranked yet? They're not top 25? So. They, I, I feel like they definitely should be. If they are, they're probably 25, but I've been hearing that a lot of people think they should be ranked, and uh, yeah. Lamar held their own against them. No, I, I, I think so too, and we've watched film on it. But, you know, Lamar goes up to Northern Colorado, a big sky uh, program, you know, get on a plane. They go win that ball game in overtime. So Lamar is certainly capable. I think they're – I've heard that they're a lot younger – they're playing a lot of young guys on defense, playing some young guys on offense. So they're a capable opponent. Uh, and and But the common thing, Dalton, is every team is going to give us their best shot. We just won the national championship. That is that is human nature. It, it's it's Lamar's goal to, quote-unquote, ruin our season. That That is their goal this weekend. And so, you know, foolish to take them lightly. Obviously, we have to take every opponent, uh, you know, with full with the full intent that they're going to beat us. Uh, and so I think we'll be ready to roll on Saturday. I'm excited to play another home game. It's weird that we haven't played a home game since uh, southeastern Missouri. That seems forever ago. Uh, but hopefully hopefully Bowers is packed. Uh, Two o'clock kickoff, I believe. So weather should be pretty. Uh, we'll be ready to roll, Dalton. Yeah, one thing we can't forget about is what happened to us two years ago two playing years Lamar. Ago. Uh, we lost in overtime. Triple overtime. And uh, they ran on our sideline. They were cheering, and, and it was a big game for them. It, it ruined playoff hopes for us. It ruined us winning the conference. So you can't sleep on a team like Lamar. They've shown promise, and you never know what could happen. They're coming. They have our name on a target. They're ready to roll. No doubt. But let's move on to some rankings. Hump, I know in the FCS world uh, we might see some movement and like we talked about, first place is now being debated. I know Montana and uh, Eastern Washington, they had a big game. But right now it seems to be kind of a, a race for first place with, with half and half votes. So, Hump, this is you. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Dalton, uh, you talked about, you know, first place being debated. Uh, there's a point system. You know, that's how the rankings work, the, uh, the official stats rankings. Sam Houston with 29 first place votes and an overall score of 1201. Uh, coming in right behind them, South Dakota State 
with 15 first place votes, but with 1,200 total points. So Sam Houston edges them out for the number one team in the country by one one voting point. Um, coming in behind them, also getting six first place votes, James Madison. Little little farther behind as far as the overall points goes, but that seems from all the lists that I've seen, that seems to be the consensus top three, like pretty regularly. Uh, and then you know, you talked about Eastern Washington and Montana. They flip flop. Eastern Washington beats them. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Eastern Washington beats them. They're number four. North Dakota State stays at number five. They won a close one against North Dakota this week. And James Madison is six. Uh, and to round out the top ten, UC Davis seven, Southern Illinois eight, the Salukis, number nine, Delaware, and number ten, Montana State. So how do you feel about this South Dakota State, Sam Houston kind of running thing? And I'm glad that South Dakota State is where they belong. We were a little nervous with their starting quarterback getting hurt in the national championship in the spring, but they're able to bounce back and they look really strong. I know how you feel about this first place deal because you shouldn't punish a team that hasn't lost yet, but South Dakota State has a lot of good wins. How do you feel? Do you think? And of course, it's hard because we are Sam Houston players, but it isn't a debate that needs to be discussed. You know, um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how I want to go about this because I think South Dakota State is great. Uh, I've I've enjoyed keeping up with them. I enjoyed keeping up with them all of in the spring. Uh, they picked up a big FBS win earlier in this year, um, but they're beating up on really bad teams lately. Uh, you know, they played who they play this week, Dixie State, and they and they won like a hundred to nothing, something like that. Speaking of Dixie State, we talked about it a, a long time ago. The schedule of death. My goodness, yeah, they, they are. They're fighting for their lives out there. They play Montana this week. Yeah, and they are. And I know Montana. Ang- Montana's bad. angry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, South Dakota State. They're beating up on bad teams, plain and simple. Uh, you know, they get their first real test this week in the Salukis. I think that's going to be an awesome game, and I, I think it's a game that that South Dakota State feels like they should win. And and obviously that's a that's a big resume builder, but. The way I look at it, Dalton, and I would say the same thing if I was on the other side of the fence. If Sam Houston wins out, being the defending national champs, being the the team that returned ninety percent of their roster, they should go into the playoffs as the number one team in the country. I, I don't. I, I have. There's, there's nothing you can say that changed my mind. I don't care if we win every single game by one point. You win all the games on your schedule. You've got all the same players, all the same pieces that that got you the first national championship. You should be the number one team in the country. Number two, the team that got second place, that has all their players back, that has, you know, potentially won all of their games, they should be number two. Uh, and then after that, then, then, then you start ranking people. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's, different. it's different this year because of the spring season and, and the circumstances that, that it brought. Whereas, you know, you have the exact same teams, essentially. Uh, I mean, I mean, the roster, the roster turnovers is, is so different than it's ever been before. It's, this is not an LSU situation in 2019 when they won the national championship. And then the next year they have 26 NFL football players. So they're obviously a different team. That that's a, that isn't the national championship LSU Tigers. This is the national championship, same Houston Bearcats. You know what I mean? So it's, it's completely different. Now, let me ask you this. And uh, this is only hypothetical because of course it didn't happen, but let's say, we're at Battle of Piney Woods. The kick is good. SFA gets to win. How big do you think of a drop we would have had? Because a lot of people don't give Sam Houston a lot of credit. Do you think we would have fallen, you know, maybe eight or nine, maybe even lower? What do you think about that? Well, first off, the the Eric Schmidt thing is, I mean, that that that's gonna save you some Would do they consider that? Would they consider that we weren't we didn't have our all American quarterback playing? 
well, it's a clown poll if they don't. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes I see people post on Twitter that, that they're FCS, FCS stats voters. And sometimes I wonder if they actually watch the games. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I watch every game because that's not possible. I'm playing, but look at a box score sometime. Look at, don't just, don't just judge it off of, you know, this, this team did that, this, whatever, was their starting quarterback out? Did you know? Did they run the ball all over them? How did their defense fare? Uh, what was just just crazy outlier things change what what reality is? You know, whatever your perception is 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 what your reality is. And so, yes, the Eric Schmidt not not Eric Schmidt not playing certainly should have played a factor in in what Sam Houston's ranking would have been had we lost. Now, I don't know. Five, six, seven, that range is probably my guess. Um, yeah, five, six, seven, that's probably my guess. Uh, I, you definitely don't drop outside of the top ten, but you, you, you drop some spots for sure. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen and we got the win, and I'm glad the FCS rankings are getting closer, getting tighter. It's going to be a fun race. Next up, we have FBS, and boy, there are a lot of upsets that happened this week. And uh, your, your Bearcats with a C, we're going to talk about it. I know the people have seen it. I don't want to talk about don't, it yet. It's not an upset at this point. I mean, It's not an upset at this point. I kind of agree. It's not an upset. I agree with you, but there were some upsets. Oh, no, no but, doubt. But let's no talk doubt. about the rankings, any movement, what, what are we seeing in uh, this Final Four? What's it looking like right now? Well, uh, I, I, I want to come out and say that uh, I still think Alabama is the number one team in the country, ranking-wise. But it's getting a little bit closer. I don't know that they're the best team in the country anymore. Uh-oh. Fair I, I catch with a C? No. <laughs> I w- as much as I wish they were, I'm not going to say that. Georgia's really good at football. That defense is that defense the best college defense we've seen. It's it's got to be up. I think there. it has to be. I, I think it has to be. It's hard, you know. Obviously, Alabama is always going to put up a great defense. You're always going to get some great defense in the Big Ten. But Georgia, dogged dogs. Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Georgia. Oh yeah. And I mean, Georgia did it. Did it with their backup quarterback. We're hearing some reports that that uh, J T. Daniels got benched. We're hearing some reports that J T. Daniels was injured. Regardless, Georgia doesn't care. They uh, they put it on old old Woo Pig Suey this week. So what what do we say about Arkansas? And we're going to talk about scores later. But is Arkansas elite now? Or are they kind of are they were they frauds? Well, they're I don't you can't say elite after they just got beat forty to nothing or whatever it was. But I I don't think they're frauds either. I think Georgia is legitimately one of the best teams in the country. And I think I think Arkansas I think we'll find out who Arkansas is this week against Ole Miss. I think. I think if they get blown out by Ole Miss, yeah, they were probably frauds. They were probably frauds. Um, if if it's a competitive game and they lose a close one or they win a close one or win a big one, no, they're 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 who we thought they were. They're an up and coming SEC program that got beat up on by a elite SEC program like Georgia. Uh, but as far as the ranking goes, Dalton, uh, Iowa number three, no surprise there, uh, especially after a massive massive win. Uh, at Maryland, just absolutely domination. That was on, I think, Friday night, maybe? Uh, but their defense is just incredible. You know, you lost Oregon. You lost Oregon. They were number three. They get upset. My beloved Ducks, I, I was so sad to see that one. I, you know, I actually felt pretty good about that one after the Ohio State win. I thought that they could, I thought they could run the table in a, in a lesson Pac-12 conference schedule. Um, and I was wrong. Stanford beat them in overtime. 
so that was disappointing. They dropped to eight. It's crazy because right now with that loss from Oregon, it's kind of that three and four spot in the final four is really open right now. It seems to be Alabama and Georgia. And at this point, anybody can grab it. No question. I think I think Alabama and Georgia, I think what it's probably going to end up being is you're going to get Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship. Uh, one of them's going to win. One of them's going to lose. Will that matter? In the and playoff? the loser's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, but the, the difference, though, what changes it is who who's the number one seed and and who is the the number three seed. Do you think you notice why I said it? three? Because they can't drop them to four. Because if you drop them to four, it's going to be Alabama Georgia SEC championship turn around Alabama Georgia first round of the playoffs. It's kind of a fun little storyline though. That'd I be, mean, that'd back be kind to of back, back to back. That's whoo, baby. I mean, we don't want the Bearcats with a C at four because we don't want we don't want that well, dream that, season but, to end. But, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to be right. You asked me. Okay, we'll we'll skip what the rankings are. You asked me what my you asked me what my right now my projected Final Four is. Well, here it is: winner of the SEC is number one, be it Alabama or Georgia. Okay, number two is winner of the Big Ten, and and that's Iowa, Penn State, and then out of nowhere. Michigan, oh, yeah. I, I feel. Oh yeah, I feel crazy saying that. Uh, we always talk about the hypothetical Michigan, Michigan versus Ohio State battle this year. Maybe my answer is different. I don't know. Number three is going to be the loser of Alabama versus Georgia, and number four. Maybe I'm biased in saying this, but it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to win out, and they're going to be number four. I don't. You know, you've got Oklahoma behind them. I don't see it. I think I. Perhaps I think Oklahoma's going to lose this weekend to Texas. We'll see. Oh, I mean, another team, too, that hasn't lost yet is Oklahoma State. And I know I know they haven't been. Wow, uh, yeah, you're right. They haven't been talked about a lot. We've Michigan talked, State hasn't lost either. Yeah, so BYU I mean, hasn't lost. It's getting kind of. There are plenty of spots, plenty of teams vying for that 4-5 that spot, or I guess, no, not 4-5, I guess 3-4. I guess but yeah, it's 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 going to be fun, Dalton. It's going to okay, be fun. Let me ask you this question: Oklahoma versus Penn State right now. Who's winning that game? Penn State. I, I, I Oklahoma has really just dodged a bullet every single week, uh, and I think I think their their timer is gonna is gonna be up sooner rather than later. Uh, and I, I think Texas is going to beat them this weekend. I really do. Uh, you know, Oklahoma should have lost to West Virginia. Oklahoma should have lost to Tulane. Oklahoma should have lost to Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma hung around with Nebraska. Those aren't Penn State. Those aren't Penn State. Penn State is 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 waxing those teams, and, and I think I don't know. I I just I I don't I don't see it with Spencer Rattler, and I never have. Well, uh, it's getting kind of even in FBS, other than of course Alabama and Georgia. But let's run into them scores. Starting off, we have Iowa and Maryland. We talked about it. Iowa gets to win fifty-one to fourteen. Iowa's looking good. To his brother. Okay, you want to hear a stat? He had thrown one interception heading into that game. He ended with uh, six total interceptions on the season after that game. Wow. Incredible. So what I hear is that if there was fantasy football for college football and you had Iowa's defense, you were having a a very good day. You had a good weekend. Uh, Next up, we have Texas and TCU. Man, I... I don't get Texas. They get the win against TCU, 32-27, to and TCU's okay. But I'm really confused of what Texas team we have this year. Now, let me say this, okay? Let me let me come to Texas' rescue. My sister's TCU Horn Frogs, okay, coached by Gary Patterson. 
Gary Patterson has a 7-2 and two all-time record against the Texas Longhorns. The best winning percentage against the Texas Longhorns in the entire country. TCU. That's a, that's a pretty impressive stat. So whatever formula he's using to uh, play against the Longhorns, he knows what he's doing. So he had those boys ready to go. Obviously, Texas prevailed. They got the win. But, uh, but that one doesn't surprise me. On the road, you know, Texas is... Perhaps they were looking looking ahead to Oklahoma, uh, which which you know you never can do that. But but I'm going to give give them the benefit of the doubt. Casey Thompson gets the win. Bijan Robinson is a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, I just I, I don't know that he'll win. Obviously, it's hard for non quarterbacks to do so, um, and it's hard it's hard for it's hard for teams that aren't vying for a for a playoff spot. And I don't know that Texas is vying for a playoff spot. I think that they still have New Year's Six Bowl potential. Uh, and obviously that would go far in in helping Bijan Robinson reach Heisman level, but talent wise, he's a Heisman Trophy talent. Well, I think this year, and it's good for Bijan Robinson, but there's not really a clear winner of the Heisman Trophy right now. Uh, Matt Corral is is the Heisman favorite, and he's playing for a team that just got blown out by Alabama. So I don't really know. That's good for him because I don't know really who's who's in the running right now. Spencer Rattler was a clear winner in the beginning of the season. DJ Ngulele was a clear winner in the beginning of the season, and. Neither of them are anything right now. What They're about not... Derek King? I mean, he was my clear winner. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Derek King, he's uh, he's he's partnered with us. He's yeah. not with us, but he's with Believe Podcast Network. So congratulations, to Derek King. I hope your podcast does good and successful. And hey, maybe uh, we'll do a little collab sometime. Okay, Dalton. Dalton, I'm looking at the uh, the updated looking at the updated Heisman Trophy odds. Okay, and we won't get into what the actual odds are, but I'll I'll just tell you who they are uh, in in order. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, number number six, we'll do six, top six. Number six, Texas running back, B. John Robinson, okay? Number five, Cincinnati quarterback, Desmond Ritter, Uh-oh. my boy. Uh-oh. I talked I talked about him a lot. He's, he's a good player. Number four, and I just, I don't even know how this is, I don't know, I don't know. Oklahoma quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Ah, uh, boo. Number three, Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Really? That's what it says. Number two, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Carell, and the favorite. Uh, I think I know who it is. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. I mean, it's the, mil- the million dollar man. But uh, it's tough because I feel like Matt Carell. He's the reason Ole Miss is good right now. Bryce Young. It's because he's part of Alabama. So, and he's doing a great job. He's they're putting up a lot of points against everybody. But I don't know how I feel about that. I guess we'll have to see as the season goes along. Ole Miss still has a, a couple tough games. Let's go into some more scores. Michigan, they beat Wisconsin 38-17. to 17. That's a, that's a that's win a they win. needed. That's they a big needed win. that one. Big win. Michigan, they're on the come up. They can't drop a game. They always have that, and especially they have a game against Ohio State coming up sometime. We're definitely going to have to pick that one. Michigan, I'm excited for them. I want them to succeed. Then we have number five, Cincinnati against Notre Dame, and they get your win. Bearcats with a C. I called it, Dalton. I called it that that's Cincinnati is Cincinnati's become my my Notre Dame for you last year. That's who Cincinnati is for me. So are we uh, are we done with Notre Dame? Are they are they out of the playoff picture? Absolutely. At Notre Dame, I don't they can't lose a game. Uh they you know, I, I think I think you got to be in the SEC or maybe a Big 10 school to lose a game and still make the playoffs. Notre Dame definitely does not fall into that category. Next up we have Ole Miss and Alabama. Look, Ole Miss put up 21 points, but Alabama put up 42. That's it is good. You you put up points against the best team, but couldn't get the job done. Ole Miss got a long way to go. Alabama holding that spot. 
Next up, we have Penn State and Indiana. Penn State gets to win 24-0. Penn State's looking legit. I think Penn State is legit. And, and I know you and I, you and I like Indiana. We, we, we liked Indiana last fall, but we kind of said they're a basketball school this year. Uh, but no, that, that's a big win. And I think, I think the Nittany Lions are, are the real deal. Uh, next up, we have an upset, and uh, I'm a little I'm a little disappointed in this one. Kentucky basketball school, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Evidently not. not so fast. They get the win <laughs> over Florida, twenty to thirteen. Oh, and that sucks for Florida. Brutal. They uh, were done with Florida too. Well, here's the thing, and 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 I wasn't done with Florida uh, because of because of their showing against Alabama in a close one. If Florida goes on, beats Georgia, gets into the SEC championship, they got a shot to make the playoffs. Now they don't. Yeah, not anymore. Congratulations, Kentucky. I know they uh, they don't look bad. That's a huge win for them. They don't huge look win. bad. Uh, next up, we have Georgia and Arkansas. We touched on this. 37-0 for Georgia. Best defense we've seen in a while. They they look really good out there. Then we have Wake Forest and Louisville. Wake Forest moving up the rankings, 37-34 to in a, in a close battle. Louisville, I feel like they're always in these close games because they have a really good offense. Can never really get it done. Next up, we have Oklahoma at K-State. Oklahoma gets to win. They're surviving 37-31. to 31. Look, they're, they're winning ugly, but winning is hard. They're going to stay up in the rankings. Dog, I'm going to interrupt you here. Did you know that Kentucky is 5-0? I'm saying they're ranked now. 5-0. They'd be Louisiana Monroe, Missouri, uh, the Mocs of Chattanooga in your zoo, South Carolina, and Florida. And they play LSU this week and then Georgia. Uh-oh. I mean, I, I mean... Upset alert against Georgia? I don't know. I think if you beat, I think if you beat LSU this weekend, and, you know, LSU, they're not, they're not the big-time, big-bad uh, Death Valley LSU that, that we've come to know and love, but it's still a big game. Uh, if Kentucky wins that one, suddenly Kentucky versus Georgia is a big game. I think uh, Kentucky is now a, a football school. I think they're a football school for the, for the time being. Just we got to keep an eye on that. Next up, we have... Uh, um, I don't. I don't want to say it. I don't want to do this to you. Oregon against oh. Stanford, thirty-one to twenty-four. The trees. I found out during Battle of Pawnee Woods. I'm looking up at the scoreboard. They, they've got the scores rolling. I see that Oregon uh, loses in a in an overtime battle against the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, tough loss. That yeah. that that hurt. I won't lie. That uh, that's tough. I saw a score too. We're going to talk on, talk about that later uh, on the board at NRG. Didn't like it. Next up, we have NC State at La Tech. NC State, look. NC State looks kind of legit right now. Yeah. I don't think they're going to go to the Final Four, but they, they might get a, a nice bowl game. Dalton, who's the best team in the ACC? Who's the best team in the ACC? Because I, I think I know who it is, and it's, it's obviously not Clemson. I mean... Who's your best team in the ACC? North Carolina is... They had a rough start, but they're still North Carolina. They're our boys. But NC State looks really good. So it, it's tough, but... I'd probably say North Carolina just because we, we've had their back for a while, but I don't know, man. Dalton, the best team in the ACC is the undefeated, the undefeated Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I, I, I just want to— Wake Forest. I just want to—if you don't remember— hum, I think—now I, I, that you're saying what you're about to say, I do remember that, that you were randomly a Wake Forest guy last year. I'm a year. big Wake Forest guy. Jamie uh, Newman. Yeah. That's where he now, came from. It's uh, Sam Hartman. If anyone watches QB1, okay. he's, uh, he, was a, he was a guy that they followed. You're all about the, uh, the football Netflix series, oh, aren't you? They're, they're You're so all good. about that. They're, they're so that's, good. That's where your burning hate of Spencer Rattler comes from, huh? I mean, it started... And Tate Martell. Yeah, I was about to say, it started with Tate Martell, and then they did Spencer Rattler. Because I don't like the guy, and I didn't watch those shows. So I, I've heard 
if you watch those, there's no way you can like oh, those it, guys. It's terrible. He he had a backup quarterback that I think also I think he committed to Michigan or something, but he was awful to him. Anytime his teammates would mess up, he'd blame them. It, it's it's a not a good look for Spencer Rattler. But uh, Sam Hartman was on the show. He was at a really small school, and uh, he was able to turn the team around. He followed his head coach there. And he's just a good kid. And I, he went to Wake Forest. I was like, man, I like Wake Forest. I like the campus. I like everything about it. But Wake Forest, man. Yeah. Uh-oh. And great uniforms. Yeah. That's really all that matters. The Demon Deacons. The Demon. FCS name. Uh-oh. FCS name. <laughs> Not a, that's a football school, too. <laughs> Next up, we have Oklahoma State at Baylor. This was a big matchup for us. Two undefeated Big 12 teams. Oklahoma State gets the win. They're moving up. They yep. haven't lost yet. Yep. We don't know. They uh, they could surprise a lot of people. It's t- it's tough playing at Boone Pickens Stadium, man. They they get it rocking in Stillwater night game. I've been to one myself. They I, I really I felt confident that the Pokes were going to get that one done. I think they're my top five or top three uniforms. I just love the I love the cowboy thing. I, imagine I love if all... imagine if Sam Houston incorporated black into their uniforms. Uh oh. Hey, what it, do we think about Sam Houston's helmets? I like them. I do too. I wanted to keep the Sammy, but I also like the Sam Hughes, the, the logo, the SH. So I'm glad that we were able to do both. Now, if we did Sammy in our number, that's cool. I just want to say, regardless of what it looks like, I'm happy that we're trying things because that, that's something that we haven't done in the past. We haven't really branched out and we're trying new stuff. So if you don't like it, you know, that's fine, but but at least realize that we are attempting to do some alternative ideas. I got a pitch for you. Uh, one of our old trainers, Dustin Planky, he, he's a fan of Walk On Radio. He's someone I hung out with a, a lot. Saw him yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yep, he was so in the facility. He used to work for North Texas, and they did this thing. So I'm going to pitch it for Sam Houston. Okay. The week of Halloween, mm-hmm. night game, mm-hmm. all black uniforms, mm-hmm. black and orange. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it just sounds beautiful. Well, you know, so Dalton, actually, if if you follow our Twitter you did see that that Ryan Humphreys and Dalton Meyer are big Sam Houston volleyball fans, okay? We actually were on the ESPN broadcast of, of the show, and, and the reason I'm talking about that is they're having a little Halloween game coming up. Fans are going to dress up. Football players are going to go. It should be a really fun deal. Imagine a blackout uniform, Sam Houston student section dressed up in costumes for Halloween. Uh oh, fun atmosphere. I hope uh, I hope the right people are listening to this. And uh, I'm telling you, if I was a marketing, if I was a if I was a marketing, you know, promotion director for for a big time college football program, I could do some fun stuff. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm a creative guy. I know, I know, cat fans listening to this. Uh, I know you have some some pull somewhere. Make something happen. Are we but... ever going to know who cat fans is, Dalton? Because because you've always joked with me that oh, that it... I actually run cat. Oh fans. no no no! It is not you. We all know who cat fans is. It's Tori Humphreys. I. It's not though. I. I am dying on that. Coach hill. Archer asked me this morning in stretch lines. He was like, "Hump, who runs cat fans now?" And I was like. To tell you the now. truth. To, so it, it, no, no, no. I just mean who. Okay. Who's, I, I didn't know if it was a long running no, no, no. kind of thing. Is it? Is it a pass down from lineage to lineage? Are you, are you next? Uh-oh. I'm just, Did I just I, spoil something? Next question. Next <laughs> question. <laughs> but yeah, cat fans, you heard the pitch. It's a, it's a good idea. Just imagine student sections drinking beer, wearing costumes, having a good time in all black uniforms. You know what? It'd be Let's cool. have a fun episode on on the week of Halloween. Walk on radio. Maybe me and you dress up. A Halloween themed episode. Halloween themed episode. About, I, Halloween's my favorite Dalton holiday. Dalton is a is a Halloween son of a gun. I'm uh, I'm big on it, but we have some more scores to talk about. Dalton, it's football season every every we, week. We can't talk about we can't Halloween. talk about Halloween. Arizona State, they get the win over UCLA. Arizona State and UCLA. We've talked about that. Why does a lot. UCLA suck? Dude, I was so excited. They for pissed both. me off. For UCLA and USC, they both disappointed me. But here's another team that disappointed me. Texas A&M. 
They lose to Mississippi State. Hey, Dalton, how's that take that I said that they might win eight games this year looking? They look good. It's it looking good. good. Uh, A&M is done. No more national championship uh, for me. Maybe they can spoil some seasons for somebody, but they're going to have a high, a high ranking, I hope. How do you think the they'll fare this weekend against Alabama? Yikes. <laughs> this, is, this is what I saw on Twitter, that they oh. lost these two games in a row just to like make Alabama, oh, they're not going to do well, anything. Did, did you see that people have been camping out? They camped out for two nights to, yeah. to get tickets to this. I have a, a lot of people of Alvin go to Texas A&M, and I saw the line. It's crazy. They were giving out free food and hey, free drinks. I'll give A&M credit, man. They they have an awesome fan base. Uh, you know, after two big losses like that, it, it would be easy to say Alabama's about to uh, thrash us because they're going to. I think Alabama probably wins by three, maybe four touchdowns. Three points. Three, maybe four touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, all, all power to A and M for uh, for getting people to come to the game. I just hope they finish the season off strong because next year it's it's going to be tough when they start the season zero and one. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they play the Bearcats next year. We'll talk about that later. That's a that's a long time from now. But uh, let's get some FCS scores. Of course, the big game was Montana versus Eastern Washington, offense versus defense, and Eastern Washington, the Red Field, they got it done, thirty four to twenty eight. You see my face. I see your face. I you, called this. Yeah, I said it would happen. You did. And um, it was a close matchup. It was great a fun game. game. It was a great game. I enjoyed watching it. Um, you know, Montana fans were pretty quiet on Twitter this weekend. I uh, didn't see any foolishness. Didn't see any bullcrap rankings. Uh, well, they still they still attacked Sam Houston for barely winning and not yeah, having a good stadium. Well, and, and then and then they talked about how oh well we'd love to play a playoff game in Texas. How about you guys worry about the regular season first because. Uh, uh, Couple more losses than us this year. Uh, I don't. I, it, Sam's won 15 games in a row. Can't say the same for Montana. Uh, you know, Eastern Washington, obviously big time opponent. Eric Berrier is is probably playing as good as anyone in the country right now. And so, uh, big win for Eastern Washington. Obviously, Montana is going to be fine. I, I'm 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 obviously kidding, but yeah, I mean that. I called that one. You know. Uh, in my mind, offense beats defense. Doesn't doesn't matter what the uh, what the professionals say. But uh, I, I think I think playing on the Inferno at night was uh, was a big was a big boost for the uh, for the old Eagles, the Fighting Cooper Cups. Yeah, we'll see both those teams again in the playoffs. Uh, both teams are good. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Next up, we have Kennesaw at Jacksonville State. Kennesaw gets to win thirty one to six, and this is what we're talking about. Thirty one to six. Jacksonville State is a uh, who are you, Golly. Gamecocks Nation? I don't know what 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 team to expect when we play them. Every I, every week that they lose like this has to be a knife in the side of Florida State alumni because these are bad losses. Yeah, I, I mean Kennesaw's a ranked team, but they're Kennesaw's not as good as they were years ago. Um, UT Martin is not very good. I mean, I have no no shame in saying that. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know who Jacksonville State is. I, I still want to believe that they're good. Uh, but at this point, have they just quit? Have they laid down? Do they are their hearts in it? Are we having locker room issues? Is the coach doing something? Are we not? I don't know. I have no. I have no words um, because I don't feel like it's a talent thing. We know they're good. We know they've they've won like whatever amount of conference championships in a row uh, at, in the Ohio Valley Conference. They they were a top four seed going into the spring playoffs. So. I don't know what has happened, Dalton, uh, but they are certainly uh, your favorite term, 
and that's wishy-washy. Wishy-washy is how I would describe them. Well, wishy-washy or not, I know that once they come and play us, they're going to have fire in their oh, belly. Yeah. It's going to oh, be a yeah. great game, but uh, not a good game. It's Kennesaw. Next up, we have North Dakota State and North Dakota, another big rivalry game. And North Dakota State gets to win, barely. And we can't sleep on North Dakota. They're a good team. They were number one last year for a little bit. Yep. They get the win 16-10. to 10. And then finally, we have James Madison versus New Hampshire. James Madison gets to win 23-21. to 21. And they have a big game coming up this week, part of the Pick'em. And that's exciting. Yeah, I know it is. And, I, I, you know, James Madison obviously did not look that great against New Hampshire. I heard New Hampshire had two defensive touchdowns. Uh, I, think New, I think New Hampshire had, like, 160 yards total offense and, and, and nearly beat James Madison. So I don't really know what that says, but not a, not a great James Madison showing. Obviously, New Hampshire is, is a good program, but they've James Madison has got a real test this week in Villanova. Yeah, like I said, a big pick I'm coming up. But before we do all that, Hump, Fantasy Corner. I know we had a fun NFL week. Uh, I'll talk about my walk-on team first. It's not doing very good. We, uh, we played your father, and uh, how many years experience fantasy football does he have? That'd be 32 years. Yeah, well, he proved it. He uh, dismantled me. Now, of course, Tyreek Hill decided to put up, what, 46 points? He, he, Tyreek Hill had his, uh, his coming out party. He, he finally decided that I'm faster than everyone, uh, and he showed it. Yeah, so my team, team tight end is falling behind, but um, you know we got the win against Ryan, and that's what's important. <laughs> I don't really care about the rest of the season, but Hump, here's your time. Who, uh, who won this week? Who lost this week? And, and how are you doing in your teams? Dalton, uh, I got my first win in the walk-on radio fantasy football league. Let me get a little clap right there. Uh, yeah, you know, Dalvin Cook is, has been injured. That has hurt me, but glad to get a win. Dalton, I also got a huge win in my personal league to get to 2-2. Two and two. And with Christian McCaffrey out, uh, you know, he, he's, missed, he's missed a week or two at this point. A win last week was huge. Uh, Debo Samuel, another massive performance. He had two touchdowns. From Trey Lance, that that really propelled me uh, to win a big one this week. A couple other fantasy guys that went crazy. Derrick Henry, huge week. Obviously, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, those guys blew up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun week of fantasy football. I still think that it's been a weird year of fantasy football. You've got stars that aren't doing much. You've got, you know, middle-of-the-pack guys that are doing great. Uh, uh, his best fantasy performance of the year, Ezekiel Elliott, went crazy. Uh, and then on the flip side, I actually played against this guy and I was going to be, I was going to be very upset if this was the reason I lost, but Cordero Patterson, you remember that name? Oh my goodness. You remember that name? Out of nowhere. Kickoff return specialist for the Minnesota Vikings for years. Who has him on a team? Three touchdowns this weekend. Three. And I I was playing against him. I was playing against him and Zeke. Whoever put him on their team. Ballsy. Genius. Yeah. Ballsy, but genius. I mean, the dude's playing great. Uh, someone for me that helped in my fantasy and it's not a person, but a group. Buffalo's defense has been unbelievable. Put up a goose egg uh, against Houston, forty to zero, and uh, that helped me a lot. Didn't really help the win, but it was cool to see them. Buffalo's defense looks really good, and they're Josh Allen's playing good, but they are definitely being carried by that defense. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been a fun year of fantasy. If you're zero and four, God bless you. It's probably not your year. One and three, there's still hope. Two and two, you're right where you need to be. If you're three and one, you really can't feel much better. Unless you're four and zero, if you're four and zero at this point, man, playoffs are definitely, definitely in your future. I can't, I can't see anybody cratering uh, from four and zero. But yeah, man, fantasy football, it giveth and it and it taketh. Well, let's talk about some NFL real quick. And the first score I want to talk about is Jacksonville because there's a lot of news going on with that. Jacksonville loses to Cincinnati twenty four to twenty one. Cincinnati is picking up some good wins. Joe Burrow's back, but 
Urban Meyer, there's a lot of controversy. So, Hump, why don't we talk about it? And uh, is his time in Jacksonville limited now? Okay, so Dalton, conspiracy time. Urban Meyer, okay? If you've seen the video, I'm sure you have. If you follow Walk on Radio, you'll probably follow something that, uh, that covered what happened over the weekend. But Urban Meyer, he's at his own restaurant, okay? It's like Urban Meyer Steakhouse or something like that. It's, it's, it's from his hometown in, uh, in Ohio, okay? He doesn't ride the plane home with, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, stays, apparently has some drinks, has, uh, you know, he's around some family, he's around some friends, goes to another place, blah, blah, blah. You've seen the video, creepy, okay? Creepy. Very creepy. Yeah, creepy. And there's multiple angles, and he, he got caught. He, oh, yeah, he got caught. The, the video's creepy. But here's the conspiracy part. It's, it's to the point where the video is so creepy, it's so weird that it almost had to be, like, on purpose. He didn't. I feel like in the moment he he there's no way he could have thought oh yeah, this is this whatever. It was it was a consp- it's a conspiracy that he would get caught, he would get fired all for him to become the USC head football coach. Now, Thoughts? with that with that conspiracy, how does USC look hiring Urban Meyer? It's USC. What do they care? They they've they've but they've you had know how co- people get. They we're in a new world, new generation, where they're going to see that, they're going to see that hiring, and they might get a little mad about that. Well, from a serious standpoint, though, Dalton, it's a bad look. It's a very bad look. Uh, I would be surprised if Urban Meyer made it through the entire football season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, he did issue a public apology. I know their owner said that they trust him, and he has to regain his trust back, but uh, they believe in him. So, But the problem is is the locker room. The locker room doesn't have his back right now. They think it's really creepy. So I don't know. This is this is doomed for Jacksonville. This, this is your team that might make the playoffs next year in your mind. Not looking good. Two more years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw two more years on top of it. Well, let's roll into some more scores. Uh, Urban Meyer's got a lot of things to do in Jacksonville. But Cincinnati, they look good. They're, they're getting some good wins. Detroit against Chicago. Wait a minute. What are we doing? Detroit, they get the win. Or Chicago gets to win 24-14. to 14. But, man, why, why are we talking about these teams right now when we got to talk about our teams first? So... Let's start with Hump and the Cowboys, who, uh, you know, I, I said they're going to go to the Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers playing, but it's kind of looking, it's looking good right now. So, Hump, Dallas Cowboys, let's talk about it. Dalton, the Dallas Cowboys, man, how, how could you not be excited if you're a Cowboy friend right now? They're 3-1, and one, uh, first place in their division. Uh, it seems like they're in first place by a lot, uh, but, man, they just, the, the way the defense is playing, they, they've continued to dominate. Trayvon Diggs has been the best player in the NFL uh, defensively. Uh, I think thus far, if you don't have him as your defensive player of the year, you're not watching. Uh, five interceptions in four weeks, that is incredible. Uh, but the, the offense, and, you know, I saw a tweet today talking about Carolina was uh, pro, pro football focus, number two graded defense in the league. Well, Dallas just threw up 40, 40 points on them, 36 points, Okay. When are we going to publicly decide that the Cowboys are for real? Because, I, because I'm tired of hearing both sides of it, okay? Uh, the, the, the Chargers, you know. Oh, well, you know, they, they, the Chargers lost that game. Well, the Chargers then turn around and beat the Chiefs and then turn around and beat the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders, okay? So which, which narrative we're going to decide there? The Cowboys, all right? Dominate, dominate the Philadelphia Eagles. You know who the Philadelphia Eagles kind of competed with this week for a little while, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, if the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, like everyone acts, what does that make the Cowboys, okay? Cowboys, 
Oh, they got a big one against Carolina this week. 3-0 and undefeated. Domination. <laughs> Domination. So when are we going to publicly decide that maybe, just maybe, the Dallas Cowboys are legit? I don't think the public wants the Cow- Dallas Cowboys to be legit. No, no, they don't. They and, don't. And, and, but, but the thing is, Dalton, the thing is, is it's to the point where people are coming up to me and, and changing what they've said two weeks ago, changing how they're acting this week. You know, oh, uh, but the Cowboys, blah, blah. It's slowly becoming, well, the Cowboys, they look pretty good. I mean, how how'd you feel about the Cowboys this week? Because everyone's realizing that this might be a deep playoff contender. Well, I know Dak Prescott is fourth or fifth in the MVP running. That's good. But, but Hump, Jalen Smith, what a... Just got released. Interesting. What, what What do you know about it? What do you think about it? Uh, you know, I know that there's been some decline uh, in his production. Uh, obviously, he's a fan favorite guy. He's been a he's been a a former Pro Bowler. He he's been a fun player to uh, to have on our team for years. Uh, but at the end of the day, he just kind of wasn't getting it done. Um, and, and so I think that it's going to help us long term in some money situation. But you know that that puts even more on Michael Parsons, who's Probably the defensive rookie of the year this far. It puts some more on Leighton Vander Esch's shoulders. And, you know, here's a name that FCS fans definitely are, are you know, aware of. Jabril Cox. Uh, Jabril Cox, the former North Dakota State uh, national champion, transferred to LSU. I believe he won a national championship there, too. Uh, maybe not. He might have been the last year. I'm not sure there. But Jabril Cox, he's going to have to step up. And, and, I think we're going to be fine. Obviously, we wouldn't have done it if Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy didn't think this was necessary. Uh, but, yeah, certainly a, a, uh, a big move for the Dallas Cowboys. Really exciting for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'll take all the credit if they win the Super Bowl this year. It was because <laughs> of me. The Green Bay Packers, uh, we're back. And I said, don't worry. Don't worry. And now we beat a, a Pittsburgh team that has an old man at quarterback that should retire. But offense looks good. Aaron Rodgers is back to where he feels comfortable. Now, here's a problem. Jair Alexander got hurt, and uh, that makes me nervous. How long is he out? I don't know. I know. I think it's shoulder. Okay. So I don't know if it's anything serious. I just knew that he had to leave the game. Uh, that's bad news for us because uh, that means Kevin King is playing again, and he was literally the only problem we had. Um, I also know that Zadarius Smith is getting back surgery, so he's going to be gone for probably the rest of the season. That's not good. We need uh, we need a veteran outside linebacker, edge rusher. But uh, we're fine. We look really good. We got the win, and we're, we're rolling right now. I'm excited for the team. Uh, this matchup, this potential playoff matchup against Dallas and Green Bay could be, uh, could be legendary. And another matchup is the Rams versus Dallas. That could be another fun matchup. Playoffs is looking good for the NFC, um, but Packers are rolling, and I'm very excited for, for what both of our teams have in the future. Is it weird that I feel like the NFC playoffs – you know, if there's if there's 16 teams in the NFC, I feel like I already have have whittled it down to about eight or nine playoff teams. Like yeah, I, I feel like I feel like through four weeks, I already can pretty much tell you who the playoff teams are going to be. And normally, it's the same for the AFC, but the AFC has been so weird this year. We have the Chargers with the first seed, which guys, I uh, I said that, and then you have the Las Vegas Raiders who came out of nowhere, and the Chiefs are kind of wishy washy right now. So the AFC is up for grabs, but the NFC, you have your teams that. You have your really good teams, and then you have everybody else, similar to the FBS. So uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how both playoff teams work out. Uh, next up in the scores, we have Cleveland versus Minnesota. Yikes. 14-7. Mm. to 14-7. Cleveland gets to win. They're rolling. I picked Minnesota in that one, unfortunately. Uh, I'm glad Minnesota got, got the loss, but the Browns, 
They're uh, they're back to trying to be playoff contenders. Are there is their offense good enough to be a Super Bowl champion? The Browns? Yes. I don't know because because Baker has been playing clean, but I wouldn't use the word good. Well, Jarvis Landry's out, and yes. that, that's big time. Uh, OBJ is not who he was. Um, he's just recovering from his knee injuries. Chronic. Hot back. take: I don't think Odell Beckham was really ever that good. Did, did you I hear think the he cons- was made by one catch? Did you hear the conspiracy theory that? Uh, the NFL wanted a, a poster child and just kind of made OBJ this elite superstar, but he really was an average receiver. Absolutely. I think I, I'm telling you, I think that I think that he made one catch. Everyone decided, OK, this guy's cool. He dresses cool. He wears fun cleats. He has cool visors, cool gloves. Let's 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 put a lot of stock into this guy. He's average. He's he's production wise has been average. I think talent wise, he's top tier. But Let's pump the brakes. He's, he hasn't done anything top 10 or anything top 15 or maybe top 20 for that matter. Uh, I think Cleveland's offense is going to rely on the run game. They got re- two really good running backs. But uh, legit to win a Super Bowl, I don't know. I think they survive with their defense and then get it done with offense. We saw it with the Broncos. Peyton Manning was on his way out. Defense won the Super Bowl for them. So uh, I think they can survive. Are they going to the Super Bowl? Are they going to win? I don't think so, but... I definitely think they can make a good run in the playoffs. Don, I was I was going to ask you this hypothetical, you know, this team versus this team, but then I realized it's one of our pickems this week, the Browns versus the Chargers. Uh-oh. So we'll we'll get into that, but that I feel like that is a that's going to be a very very telling game. Yeah, a very fun game. Next up for scores, we have Kansas City versus Philadelphia. You said it already. Philadelphia held their own, but they get the loss, 42 to 30. Can Kansas City Hold anyone on defense? Is their defense good enough to win the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I think uh, I think Kansas City belongs in the Big Twelve, where they're going to score a lot of <laughs> well, points. That's where uh, that's where Patrick Mahomes uh, is yeah. from. I think they're going to score enough points to survive. But man, uh, if you can stop the Chiefs on offense, you're going to win that game. So I don't know, man. How many more weeks do they stay in last place in the AFC West? Not long. Not long. Not long. Not long. I think, uh, and I like the Las Vegas Raiders, but they're uh, much better than the Raiders. I, I I know the Raiders are three and one. I know that they've won some fun ones, but the Chiefs will uh, will definitely pass them up. But the Chargers, I think they're winning the division. I I don't. I'm not going to go that far yet, but I think the Chargers are definitely making the playoffs. I'm so excited for my team. They get to win over the Raiders, twenty eight to fourteen. Justin Herbert, don't think he's MVP right now, but he's playing really well. He's definitely the guy they needed on offense, and uh, they look good. Las Vegas, they get the loss, but they still look good. Derek Carr is okay. I don't know if you saw Joey Bosa in his press conference. Kind of took a shot at Derek Carr's toughness. Kind of called him a little baby in that in really? terms. Yeah. Wow. So uh, it, it was a low-key shot, but uh, the Raiders, they're still 3-1. and one. Next up, we have Seattle versus San Francisco. Seattle gets to win 28-21. Uh, Russell Wilson. Not MVP level that he was, but he's he's balling. He he's still that guy. Uh, Tampa Bay at New England. This was the big one. A weird game. Really weird game. Really a lot of high tensions the whole time. A lot of you know. Tom Brady breaks the NFL passing record. They don't really make a big to do about it. Uh, and I I would guarantee you that that was all from Bill Belichick. That yeah. was all Bill Belichick saying. No, we're going to play the football game. We don't care about we don't care about records. We don't care about stats. And we dang sure don't care about what Tom Brady is doing on other teams. Well, you saw at the end of the game, they took like a, maybe a two-second hug and then left. But apparently Belichick went to the locker room at the end of the game for about 20 minutes. Yeah, I heard minutes. they had a private kind of meeting, So that was cool. Tampa Bay gets to win. Tom Brady now holds the record. Um, is anyone going to beat it? Patrick Mahomes maybe in a long time? The problem is, is the longevity aspect. You have to play a crazy amount of years to even 
you know, get close to that. You know, Brett Favre had it. Drew Brees broke it. Tom Brady breaks it two years later. Um, so Mahomes, as far as production goes and pace, yeah, of course he's going to break it. But can he do this over a 15-year-plus career? Next up, we have Tennessee versus the New York Jets. The Jets, oh, the Jets, the Jets. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Hello, they Zach Wilson. Finally get the win, 27-24 in overtime. Titans, wishy-washy. They are uh, not very good right now. But the Jets get the win. Zach Wilson gets his first career win as an NFL football player. Good for them. Good for the Jets. AFC South, kind of weird right now. Well, and, and I think that, that that loss did more for the Colts than it did for the Jets because the Colts have been really struggling. You know, they got to win this week over Miami and, and at some point they were just going to fall behind the Titans. And so for the Titans to drop one against a team like the Jets, that's really big for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Speaking of the Colts, they get the win 27 to 17 over Miami losing two is big for Miami. That's uh, it's definitely a, a shot at them, but the Colts, they're coming back. Jonathan Taylor, baby, finally scored a touchdown, had a breakout week. There we uh, go. My, my son, I'm excited. Got to put him. the Jersey back on. Washington football team, they beat Atlanta 34-30. to You're talking about your division being kind of uh, Dallas and everybody else, but the Washington football team, they're getting some wins. Taylor Heineke, baby. Yeah, they, you know, their defense is going to carry them. Taylor Heineke, I guess he's been okay, but I just, man, I I do not see, I do not see Washington being being able to hang with Dallas. I don't either, but it's cool to see them winning some games, and Taylor Heineke's story is really cool. Next up, we have the Giants at the Saints. The Giants, they get the win 27 to 21. Who are the Saints? Who, who, are, who, who are another the Saints? wishy-washy team? Literally, hey, literally, who dat? Yeah, who, who dat? Who dat? Jameis Winston, he can be elite, and then he can be Jameis Winston. Saints, playoffs, yes or no? Maybe, maybe the last, the last team to get in, the last wild card, but did barely. You pick, did you pick New Orleans to get last in the division? I did. Falcons are last. I'll take, I'll take the Falcons. Falcons but, are last. But I think Carolina... I think Carolina is better than New Orleans at this point. Are they better than Tampa Bay? No, mm. no, they're not. They're not. But but I do Donald think Carolina. Mania. I do think. I, it. I do think. Hey, Sam Darnold leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Oh, I'm so I'm so smart. I, I, I'll give you credit there, but I, I do want to say, and I say this every week, I gave him the benefit of the doubt for being a part of the New York Jets. So I'm glad that he has cleared that up. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know that they're better than the Bucks, but I definitely think Carolina is better than New Orleans. Next up, we have Arizona at the Los Angeles Rams. Hey. Wow. I said it. I picked I the Rams, it. but I wanted the Cardinals to win. I'm so happy for my Cardinals. Uh, they get to win 37-20. to 20. They are the last unbeaten team in the Huge. NFL right now. Kyler Murray, second place in the MVP running. They look good. Who's first? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I, remember. I think it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'd have to look Kyler at Kyler Murray it. would be my four-week MVP. No question. I, it may have been like, because I was just looking at a post, it may have been like a fantasy MVP. Okay. But um, All right. what I saw, Kyler Murray was second. But the Cardinals, so happy for them. They're getting it done. They're part of the zoo. Dalton, let me ask you this. Cardinals, they're undefeated at this point. If we blinked and it was week nine or week 10 in the NFL season, they're 4-0. Week 10, if they were... Six and four, would you be surprised? Not at all. I mean, they're, they're in a tough division. They're in a really tough division where it, it could, any, any team could win. And the Cardinals, I don't think they're like that. The Cardinals do that. They, they start off really strong. We saw it last year, how happy I was for them, and they blew it. They absolutely blew it. So, no, I don't think they stay uh, undefeated. I think that a loss is coming soon, but it looked really good right now, and I hope they keep it. And this is coming from a guy that, that thought the Rams were the best team in the NFL. Arizona dismantles them this week. And and I still firmly think that Los Angeles would 
would definitely win that in a playoff setting when, when it all comes down to it. I will take the Rams over the Cardinals any day of the week. Speaking of the Rams, didn't uh, and I, I didn't watch the game, so I didn't know a lot about it, but I heard there was a lightning delay. In, no, in, in that was uh, well, that was the Rams stadium, but it was Chargers oh, Raiders. Okay. Yes, crazy. How does it happen? I don't know. I guess I guess they were afraid that it might hit the stadium. I'm okay. not sure. That a brand new stadium, a bazillion dollars. I feel like we I feel like we could have thought about that. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But uh, doesn't matter. Arizona gets to win. I'm so happy for them. Get get the job done. Then finally, we have Baltimore at Denver. We saw it. We heard it. Denver gets the loss, 23 to seven. Denver is still competing, but now, kinda, we've seen it. Now, Teddy Bridgewater did go out with a concussion. That definitely hurt the Broncos. Sorry, Coach Rogers. Sorry, Isaac Schley. But, uh, but Baltimore, is, they're good. They're good. And I, I, you know, I picked Denver in this one. I wanted Denver to be legit. I still think Denver's fine. I still think they have a good defense. I still think they can compete for the playoffs. But the Ravens are for real. Well, the NFL, we loved watching it. it this playoff run is getting, getting kind of tight. The NFC is up there. The AFC has some people we haven't seen before. But... Let's go into our pick em. Starting it off, we have a, a lot of FCS matchups. The first one is Delaware at Rhode Island. Delaware, a team we talk about a lot. There's Rhode Island, a team that kind of came, and we, they've been good, and people talk about them all the time. We don't talk about them a lot, but here they are. Here's their chance. Hump, who do you have? Don, I'm going to take this first little, this little segment of pick em to, uh, you know, and, and naturally you just skip right over this, but I just want to say that, that Ryan Humphreys, the guy that vowed that oh, he would God. win the pick em this year, he vowed that he would be the overall grand champion through five weeks is sitting in first place. Now, there's an asterisk. There's no asterisk. Unfortunately, there's no asterisk. Eric Schmidt did not put in a, a ballot, a pick for last week, so he kind of takes himself out of the running. It, Listen, it sucks. I, I'm not his dad, okay? I can't, I, can't, I can't fill out the ballot for him, okay? I feel bad. I hate that that's how he, he bumped down in the rankings, but I got my ballot in. Coach Archer got his ballot in. Uh, Macy Wagner, your friend, she's sitting in third place. Uh, she got her ballot in. So Mickey Mouse champion is all I'm saying. If, if you get this win, Mickey Mouse champion. You heard it here first. I mean, Dalton, <laughs> what about head-to-head? -head? How are me and you doing? I'm look, killing you. Look, killing if it wasn't you. for week one. I win, I win when it counts. If it wasn't for week one, I would be right there with you. I had one bad week, and, and it messed me up. Listen, this is the difference in me and Dalton. Dalton is worrying about the past. I'm worrying about... Delaware at Rhode Island right so, now. So who do you have? Delaware at Rhode Island. Dalton. Delaware. They're ranked higher than Rhode Island. Rhode Island is playing well. Okay. Joe DeLeon. Okay. The guy that the guy that matched us up with Believe Podcast. Okay. Joe DeLeon played at Rhode Island. Okay. Don't do it. Dalton. I talked to Joe this week. Ask how he was feeling. What do, what do you what do you think about Rhode Island this week? How how are they going to fare against the Blue Hens, the Fighting Casey Keelers? He told me Rhode Island wins this week. He told me Rhode Island wins this week. Joe DeLeon, I am I'm going with your pick, brother. Oh. I'm taking Rhode Island at home. This is it, We're one game in, and I'm already taking an upset. 81% of walk-on Radio Nation taking the Blue Hens. I disagree. Give me Rhode Island, the Rams. Yeah, I'm going with Delaware. Going safe pick here. Uh, Delaware, they they. they had a rough spring at the end in the playoffs, but a really consistent season. Their defense is like that. I'm going with Delaware, but, man. That you you could see me, it, though. You made me really excited for Rhode Island. You could see it, though. I do see it. I've heard a lot about Rhode Island. I had to do some research on them because I didn't know why they were, why they were so talked about. But Dalton, you know why we don't know what they look like or what they've done? 
because the CAA plays on Flow Sports, boo. and no one has that. What is uh, what is Rhode Island's mascot? The Rams. Ah, boo. That's kind of weak. Kind of weak. But Blue, Blue Hens? Hens? Blue Hens, FCS name. S- sticking with the FCS names. Give me Delaware. Next up, we have a Southland matchup. We have Sela. This got to be our Louisiana. first Southland pick of the year, it right? It is. Yeah. Versus Nichols. Cole Kelly, he won the Walter Payton Award. Nichols. Lindsey Scott, quarterback. Cole really Kelly good. versus Lindsey Scott. Uh-oh. I like this. Who are you going? Offense versus offense. Who you got? Dalton, what, how many points are going to be scored in this game? 400. Yeah, literally all of the points in the world. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana at Nichols. 84% of Walk-On Radio Nation is taking the lines. The uh, the Sela Lions. Don't the, do this. The Again? Sketcher logo Lions. You're not going to go back to back. Dalton, they had to get a brand change. They, they had to change their logo because they look too much like Sketchers. Don't do it. Dalton, for that, give me nickels, baby. Oh give my me, goodness. Give me nickels. I'm taking Lindsey Scott. I, I, I'm taking the... Dalton, we beat them 71 to 17 in the spring, okay? We, we, we beat, we beat Sela by, by five. On a fourth down On a stop. fourth down. On the and first you're play- picking nickels. I'm picking Nichols. I I I, <laughs> I feel I feel good about this. I don't really have much reason to take Nichols here, and I think that's why I'm taking Nichols. Dalton, when you're at the top, okay, you go with your heart. Oh, I know. This is what I did the and whole last heart, year. And my heart and my heart says Nichols. Well my heart says Nichols. You know, maybe this is why I've been losing the pick 'em is because I haven't done what I used to do and go with the heart. I'm going with the safe pick. I'm going Sela. They have the Walter Payton Award winner. He throws it around. Do they have the Walter Payton Award winner? I mean, the Walter Payton Award winner is Eric Schmidt. It's Eric Schmidt, but he doesn't have the trophy. Cole Kelly does. Cole Kelly does not Cole have Kelly a national championship ring. It's six seven. To be fair, I don't have a national championship <laughs> ring either. They're not in yet. Uh, so for now, same same playing field as uh, as Cole Kelly. I'm going with the rebrand. I think uh, Sela's <laughs> hot. <laughs> going with Skechers. Uh, I think they're hot. They're going to stay hot. Don did you wear Skechers as a kid? You look like a kid that, that probably wore I had the, I had the ones Skechers. that light up every time I, you stepped. I suspected that. Yeah. You had Heelys too, didn't no, you? No, I always wanted them. Okay. I, okay. My mom wouldn't let me, but okay. I, I saw them. You know, they would slide down the hill. Very jealous. I wore Converse a lot oh, when, I was, when I was a kid. Guy. Yeah, I was in high school. Not not when I was little. Skechers was, okay. was mine. Okay. All right. But I'm going with Sela. Cole Kelly's going to throw it around. It's going to be a high-scoring matchup, but I'm going to stick with the hot hand. Next up, we have Villanova at James Madison. A lot of people think this is an easy pick but Villanova is a really good team. James Madison squeezed out of the game last year, or last week, against New Hampshire. So, Hump, you're, you're smiling over there. Are we going three in a row? Dalton. 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 Sweet Dalton. 93% of walk-on radio nation is taking the Dukes in this one. The Dukes at home. Should be a favorable matchup, right? Give me the basketball oh school, Villanova. God. Give me Villanova. I didn't like James Madison showing against New Hampshire last week. I think Villanova. Villanova lost 34-17 to Penn State. You and I talked about Penn State for about 10 minutes on this episode <laughs> about how great they were. Villanova, they're going to compete in this game. They are going to give James Madison a run for their money. I hope that they can do it. But Ryan Humphreys is taking the Wildcats in this one over the Dukes. Just to just to really mess up all the CAA. This this is a big game. This is a huge game. This could potentially decide the AQ for the CAA. So give me give me Villanova. Hum, this could ruin your pick'em record. You know that, right? Like you know that if you have one bad week, you're done. This, this, I don't know what First you're off, doing. Dalton. I don't know what you're thinking right now. Dalton, I'm going with the heart. Okay, I, I'm I am. You know what? Hey, you worry about your team, and I'll worry about mine, all right? Well, I guess that, that shows that I'm picking the Dukes. Uh, this is a safe pick. Have we ever had 
three games. I don't the think first so. three games where we went different. Look, this team, there's a reason that they're getting first place votes, even though it's not as many as South Dakota State. <laughs> they're getting some. Give me the Dukes. Um, Villanova's a good team, though. This could be a really close matchup, but I got to stay safe. I need to get up in the ranking, and uh, this is the pick that you need to do. Next up, we have Southern Illinois versus South Dakota State University. The Salukis versus the Jackrabbits. That's an FCS name matchup. Hump, you're smiling at me. So I hope you pick the Salukis because they're part of the zoo. I'll go ahead and start off. I'm picking South Dakota State. They have first place votes for a reason. They are dominant. They, uh, they're big boys. And uh, I love my Salukis, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to compete. Hump. You're smiling. You're going to ruin your pick if you do this. <laughs> Dalton, four upset picks in a row. Will he do it? No. He won't. He, he won't. won't. He won't. He's taking South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota State, excuse me. The Jackrabbits, uh, they're going to win this one. But I, uh, but I do want to say this is going to be a close game. It's, it's South Dakota State's first FCS test. I don't want to say first test because they did whoop up on a, on a bad FBS school in Colorado State. But this is, this is going to be a legit game. Uh, you know, South Dakota State really put it on Southern Illinois in the spring, in the regular season. But when the playoffs came around, Southern Illinois pretty much gave that game away, if, if anybody remembers correctly. Uh, but yeah, give me give me the Jackrabbits in this one. I, I'm excited for this one for sure. Next up, we have the big rivalry. You see it every year. Texas versus Oklahoma. And this has kind of been an even matchup. Oklahoma, they're ranked, but are they really that high up? And Texas, kind of wishy-washy this year. They look good, but then they look really bad. Hump. Are you going with your boys? Or are you sticking with Oklahoma? Funnel cakes, corn dogs, Stay lemonade, fair. fried Oreos, the Ferris wheel, big techs. Is that is bowl. that the big statue with big the, techs? Okay, yeah. have you seen? Have you heard the rumblings about Squid Game? Yes. If okay, Squid Game, weird show. Uh, I recommend watching it, but at the same time, don't watch it. A lot of people think that Big Tex is that the little girl that did the red light, green light. A lot of people think, like, what happens if he turns around and starts saying red light? Texas OU, Dalton. <laughs> uh, 60% of walk-on radio uh, has taken Oklahoma. Obviously, Dalton, we know who Ryan is picking. I'm picking the Longhorns. I think Oklahoma is a fraud. Uh, I think Casey Thompson and B. John Robinson are going to get this one done, but it's going to be a classic. The Red River rivalry is always a classic. It doesn't really matter who's better than who. This one seems to always be close, but give me the horns in a close one. I've, ble- I've bled orange all my life, Don. I have to, I have to pick my Longhorns. Uh, I bled orange most of my life. Um, I did it last year too. I'm, I'm going with Oklahoma. I think it's you. A cl- then you haven't bled orange. I know. I, I picked a And M. Then I'm picking Oklahoma. I'm a fraud. But look, I think Oklahoma squeaks out of this like they've been squeaking out of the whole season. Uh, they might win a close one, but they're going to win, and, and it's going to be a bad game for for Oklahoma. They're going to win though. They're going to win. I don't like picking. I want Texas to win. I'm saying it now, but I'm going with Oklahoma here. Safe pick. I'm going safe picks this whole way down. That's four differences, me and you. We could really, really uh, change up the gap this week. The last one for college football is Arkansas at Ole Miss. Both took a loss, but both are really good teams. Ole Miss have a Heisman quarterback potential. And Arkansas, a team that had a lot of potential in a big matchup, but they kind of blew it against Georgia. But Georgia looks really good. So, Hump, you're going with Arkansas or you're going with Ole Miss? Dalton, 69% of walk-on radio nation is taking Ole Miss. Nice. Are you smiling? Nice. I'm taking Ole Miss okay. as well. Uh, I think that this is a game that can get Matt Carell back on Heisman track. Uh, and I, I still think Arkansas is is an up-and-coming, legit SEC contender. Not contender. Uh, a, a legit SEC program, excuse me. 
Uh, Georgia show that they're certainly not a contender, but Ole Miss, you know, they scored they scored some points on on Alabama, but but just gave up a lot more. But yeah, give me Lane Kiffin, give me Matt Carroll in this one. Go uh, Land Sharks. I always thought that oh, yeah. was a a weird mask. Tony the Land Shark is there? Is they're the Rebels, mass- yeah, but they're the Land Sharks. Well, you know, DBU Land Sharks. It, it's kind of that thing. No, uh, that's stupid. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm going with Ole Miss as well. Uh, they put up 21 against Alabama, and I know Alabama put up 46. But Matt Carroll is a good quarterback. Uh, and uh, I'm going with Ole Miss here. I think Arkansas is a fraud. I kind of brought it up, but uh, it's going to be a close one. Hump, this isn't the last college football game. I lied. We have the game of the week. Penn State to Iowa. How can I forget this game? Because this is huge. Three versus four. This is huge. This could potentially decide a playoff spot. But we have fullback tight end you, Iowa versus Penn State, the wideout. Hump, you're going with the underdog. I don't even know if Iowa is underdog who the, anymore. Yeah, I, I don't but think. But the, the small school versus the big school, who are you taking? Dalton, I, I told you straight up this week. I like the home. Whoever the home team is in in this one, that's who I'm taking. If it was at Penn State, Happy Valley, the Whiteout, I'm taking the Nittany Lions. But it's in the cornfield of Iowa. The and wave, I'm ta- and I'm taking I'm taking the visiting pink locker room stadium. I'm taking Iowa. I'm taking fullback tight end. You, I think this is going to be a low scoring affair. Sixty percent of Walk on Radio Nation agrees with me. Uh, but this is going to be a classic, and 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 I, I think the Hawkeyes are going to get it done. Yeah, I'm going with Iowa as well. I've picked tight end fullback you every time they've been here, and uh, I want to see them succeed and be in the Final Four. Uh, Penn State's a good team, though, but I think they're going to get it done. They're going to they're going to run run through somebody's face. Give me Iowa in, in a in a very high rushing matchup. In the NFL, first one we have is Cleveland versus the Chargers. This is a matchup we just talked about, but. Who you have, you're going with uh, – these are two kind of hot hands right now. You're going with my Chargers, you're going with the Brownies. Chargers and the Brownies. We talked about this one earlier. Uh, I, You know, hypothetically, I was thinking this was going to be a great game, but uh, we're going to get a great game this weekend. 66% of Walk on Radio Nation is taking the Los Angeles Chargers, and I agree with them. Uh, I, I, I worry that Cleveland's not going to be able to keep up with them offensively. Obviously, Cleveland is powered by their strong defense, but I think Justin Herbert – Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think they're going to get it done. I'm excited for this matchup, but uh, give me the Chargers at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers as well. I'm sticking with my boys. Uh, I think this is going to be a good match for the Chargers, kind of prove themselves at where they are. But uh, I think the Chargers are going to win this one, and uh, I'm excited for this game. I I want my Chargers to prove themselves. And then finally, we have Buffalo at Kansas City. This is a huge matchup for Buffalo. This could potentially be so far the NFL game of the year. Yeah, and big game for Buffalo, but also for Kansas City because they've been struggling. They've gotten wins, but they, it's been a close matchup. So, Hump, you're going with Buffalo. These are your boys. Or are you going with Kansas City, the favorite? Dalton, this is Sunday night football. It's going to be a classic. All of America is going to be tuned in. It seems like the primetime games have been awesome this year. Don't I mean, I feel like pretty much everyone has been an awesome game. Uh, and this one's going to be no different. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, great Buffalo defense. I bet there is, I, I bet there's 65 points in this game, maybe 70. I would take the over on whatever the over-under is. Uh, you know, Kansas City's favorite in this one. They're home. But Dalton, I'm disagreeing with 51% of walk-on Radio Nation. Obviously, close margin there, 51-49. Give me the Bills. Bills Mafia. I got I to gotta stick with my boys. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Show me why I picked you. Show me why I dropped, drafted Josh Allen. Show me why I picked him to win the NFL MVP. It's for moments like these, okay? I'm taking the Bills. I'm excited about this game. It definitely could go either way. 
Well, uh, I thought about it, and I've already turned in my ballot, so I can't change my answer, but I picked Kansas City, and I feel like I'm wrong. I, re- I honestly feel I'm wrong. I just talked about how if you're, if you're Buffalo, all you have to do is stop Kansas City, and you're going to be able to win this game. And Buffalo's defense is crazy right now. They're on a whole nother level. So I picked Kansas City. I went with a safer pick because they're the favorite. I think Buffalo might win this game, but you know what? The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is who he is. Tyreek Hill had an amazing game last week. They're going to get it done. I'm going with the Chiefs, but... I may have made the wrong decision. I'm willing to admit that. But Hump, crazy week of FCS. Of course we have FBS. We have NFL. We have everything going on. We're playing Lamar. Any last words before you finish this episode? Dalton, another great week of football. It always is. Uh, You know, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, literally anywhere that you can find a podcast. Give us a rating, a review. Follow us. Like us. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dogs. It's football, baby. We're excited. Buy our hats. And of course, this oh, episode... Oh, definitely buy our hats. Yeah, I gotta buy the hats. Of course, this episode is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. But of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.